Welcome to the Wandering Wildflowers podcast. I'm Emily. To wander means to move in a way without hurry and to simply just be. Wildflowers are flowers growing freely without human intervention, bringing you the wandering soul in, allowing you to wander and wonder by finding and listening to your own truth. I am a seeker of life, finding our true soul's essences, and bringing together humanity. I am an Aquarius, after all. (laughs) Finding ways to come home to ourselves and each other, honoring all the elements, Mama Earth, and making each day a ceremony. I created this podcast for the wanderers who are not afraid to follow their soul's truth, to live by their own divine sovereignty, and to help shift humanity in all the small and big ways. This podcast is to create open conversations that come from a space of heart and to talk about all things deep. Welcome in, Wandering Spirit. I hope you stay a while. The things in this podcast are my own opinions. I have listed several online mental health supports if you need it. There is no shame in support. Thank you. Okay, so I wanted to start a podcast. Um, This podcast is not going to be, I don't know, anything like super crazy. (laughs) We're just going to be talking about a lot of different, I don't know, things regarding spirituality, healing. Um, I mean, that's, I, I know those are very like general topics, but I think that you kind of, kind of get the point. So I'm recording right now on July 11th and Mercury is in retrograde and it ends tomorrow. So for those of you that are like, I fucking hate Mercury retrograde, I never believed that until this time. And like, guys, let me tell you, I have felt the impacts of Mercury retrograde more than ever. Oh, it's crazy. But before I start, this is actually my first podcast, so I'm pretty excited. Um, But I've decided that before I start any podcast, I'm going to be drawing a card. And then I'll be sharing you the card deck so that, you know, if you feel like you resonate with them, then you can purchase them yourself. So this oracle card deck I'm using is called Goddess Dream Oracle by Wendy Andrew. And I love the artwork on them. They're just absolutely like super beautiful. Mm. They're just amazing. So I'm going to shuffle. And then this kind of like I have a general topic idea, but I think that this gives me more clarity too. Okay, so this card, it is life purpose, manifest your dreams, and I definitely feel this right now, I think, I think with, with all of the injustices in the world right now that many of us light workers are experiencing, you know, we kind of feel, and this is just speaking from my own experience, but you know, kind of feeling ungrounded and feeling like, well, what's the point of all of this? 
Um, you know, and I definitely resonate with that as well. I think there's been a lot of ups and downs, a lot of second guessing, a lot of like, you know, why bother being in the healing realm if there's so much hurt and pain and all of those different things. And I think that this is a reminder that, especially right now, we are being asked to be in our life's purpose more now more than ever before. And it's just that good reminder that, you know, if you're listening, (laughs) you are where you need to be. And, you know, whatever your background is and whatever your situation is, you know, this podcast for me is more, it's kind of talking through my own thoughts because that's kind of how I work through things in my own life. But I know that sometimes when I do that, it resonates with other people. So, and also this podcast is also going to be a collaborative effort. It's going to talk about injustices. It's going to talk about the deeper parts of life. And so for those of you that don't know me, um, hey, I'm Emily. (laughs) I didn't introduce myself, so I'm Emily. Um, I'll give you like a little bit of a detail, but I am an Aquarius. I resonate with the Aquarian energy like so hard, like so fucking hard. Uh, My sun is an Aquarius and my moon is in Taurus and my rising sign is in Cancer. Pretty much my whole chart is like water energy. So I'm super sensitive. I fucking cry all the time. Um, which is a beautiful thing, but I also have a huge passion for injustices. Uh, a lot of my planets reside in my eighth house. And so the eighth house for me just symbolizes that deeper truth. And it's also in Scorpio, I believe. I think it's in Scorpio. Yeah, it's in Scorpio. So it's about like that, like the passion and, um, again, just like this depth, (laughs) like the depthness. So it goes between, um, Aquarius and Scorpio. So it's a, it's a very intense, uh, very intense chart. And, you know, I just have learned to, I don't know, deal with it the best I can. But yeah, so a lot of it is, is like this Aquarian energy for sure. Yeah, for sure. I'm looking at it now just, yeah. And it's Pisces. Some of it's in Pisces. So, but it's ruled by Scorpio. So I think that's maybe where I'm, where I'm thinking. Anyway, um, so that's a little bit about my chart. I am married. Me and my husband met around five years ago. And my husband is like, he is a, a, like your typical Taurus. Like he's super grounded, very, um, he's super earthy. He actually is a woodworker. He makes guitars. He loves like instruments. He loves building things. Um, he's really, really good with that sort of stuff. And now he's getting into more of like the foraging, understanding trees and the tree wisdom, Um, so yeah, that's pretty cool. We got married in Ireland. 
I am definitely, even though my ancestry says like Scottish, um, I do believe that that's a little bit wrong. I think a lot of my spiritual energy is connected to Ireland and Wales just because that's actually where we got married in Ireland and I just feel home there. Um, it's hard to explain, but you know, I just feel all the things <laughs> when I go there and we have a dog. We don't have any kids. Our dog's name is Guinness, just like, you know, the Guinness beer and he has three legs. He, <laughs> he's like my best friend. So that's really beautiful as well. But yeah, so I actually went to school for social work. I got both of my bachelor's and my master's in social work. And like I said, I had always just been really drawn to helping others and specifically people that were outcasted by society. So I was always really drawn to, you know, people that were experiencing homelessness. Um, I worked a long time with people with autism who were nonverbal. So a lot of people that I guess many of your normal quote-unquote society would be like fearful of, which is a terrible thing to even say, but it's the truth. I just was always so drawn to that because I don't know, I just, I don't know, I I just have a, a thing for, <laughs> for, uh, for just people. I love, I love people. I love, I love humanity. I love all the things, you know, from, from that space. But anyway, yeah, so I just decided to, you know, I was working in social work for a little bit of time and I found that a lot of the people that I was helping at the time, you know, were, we're so focused on like, I think Western medicine, which I am not saying anything against because I think that we definitely need Western medicine as well. But for me, it's like we're missing a huge, huge part of a person when we're not looking at a spiritual component. You know, we're looking at, you know, the trauma that they've dealt with. We're looking at you know, their environmental impacts, all of these things that definitely kind of obviously make an impact on their lives, right? But, you know, we weren't looking at that spiritual component. And my belief is that, which resonates a lot with um, shamanism, is like this soul loss, right? So you, the belief is that you are leaving pieces of your soul behind in certain places and times, like even past lives. And when you have somebody that is, when you have somebody that doesn't feel like in their purpose or, you know, they just feel lost and confused, that could be a problem with kind of like soul loss. You know, they're missing pieces of themselves and they can't bring it back. And when when I started learning about a lot of these things, I had... I will say that I honestly, growing up, was very awakened even as a kid, but I never realized, you know, my sensitivity really up until 
my freshman year of college. And that was 2012. And so that was like my awakening. You know, I, I really started learning about what empaths were and mediumship and all of these different things. And it really got me thinking about, you know, this whole spiritual life, right? That I was never taught. I, sorry, my dog is like, when he moves, like seriously, guys, he makes the loudest sounds in the entire world. But anyway, so I had my spiritual awakening in 2012 and, um, I was kind of opening myself up to like mediumship type stuff and that was really powerful for me. But then I, I started like feeling like there was more, there was something that I was missing. And at the time I was going to school for psychology, then I switched to special education and that's when I started working with people with autism and I loved, oh God, I loved my job. I loved working with, um, specifically I worked with kids and, um, just like connected so deeply with, um, children that were nonverbal. So it was almost like I could see their soul and I could communicate with them in very beautiful ways that didn't include like our spoken language. And so that happened in 2012 and then I continued on my spiritual journey. I mean, obviously up until now, And I can't tell you, like, how many things have changed for me in that time. There's been a lot of growth, a lot of opportunities that have come up. Um, But it's, you know, it's not been easy. Like, it's been, I think a lot of people say that too, is, you know, when when you're drawn to the healing realm, like, something happens, you know, that kind of brings you to that space. And so for me, when I was 11... I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, and my blood sugar, I'm pretty sure it was like in the 900s, and normal blood sugar is 80 to 120, so mine was around 900, and I remember that, you know, I got really sick, I felt like I had lost control of my body, I couldn't breathe, I couldn't, really couldn't function as a kid, I was losing all this weight, I was thirsty, and yeah, it was when I was 11 years old, and I was really angry for a long time, I was thinking to myself, you know, why me, you know, why is this happening, but then I started to realize that as I got older, why not me, you know, I found solace in the fact that you know, I'm strong enough to deal with it day to day, whatever that even means. I think we're all strong, but I knew that I was given this body in this lifetime for a reason. And then moving forward, <clears throat> I, you know, I had been dealing with diabetes my whole life since I was 11. And then probably around four years ago, I had another healing awakening. And this happened actually after I got attuned to Reiki. And I didn't, I didn't know before taking Reiki, I didn't even know what it was, but I was just so drawn to it. And I was like, I need to do this. I don't know why, but 
I need to go. <laughs> so I did. And I learned it. And then, yeah, like a year later, I got really sick. I was having like stomach issues. I couldn't, I couldn't eat. Like I was getting sick. I was going to all these doctors and they were like, we don't, we don't know. We don't know what's going on. And so I said, you know, I'm going to research. I'm going to heal myself. And I did, you know, it took six months of dealing with like severe abdominal pain and discomfort, but I knew that there was natural ways of healing. I have always been that way of just using more natural ways like herbal treatments. I'd rather take herbal treatments over, you know, westernized prescribed pills. Um, But that's, again, that's just my opinion. This is just what I believe in. And so, yeah, I throughout my life, and this is just a very brief, like, moment in time that I'm giving you right now, but I've dealt with a lot of things that, you know, eventually I'll get into more, but I just truly believe in the power of healing and really owning our our soul's mission. And sometimes it's really hard to find. Sometimes it, and it changes you know, sometimes we think that it's one thing, but really it's like this other thing and that leads us to something else. And I think for me, the mission, I know that I was given this body because, um, I can, I can create that deep space of empathy and, you know, look at things a little bit different than other people would basically part robot with my insulin pump and my continuous glucose monitoring system. I have like all these devices on me all the time. So part robot, pretty fucking cool. (laughs) And, and I think it's just really created the space of understanding my body on a very, very deep level and knowing the impacts that natural healing has. And so Throughout this podcast, you know, I'm going to be talking about my own journey, but what I'm also going to do is I'm going to bring other people in for collaborations and to, to talk about the deep parts of life, because for me, that's where healing begins. We can talk about service level shit, like how's the weather, how's Sue, I don't know, how, you know, like how's, how's X, Y, and Z, but when we, when we have conversations like that, I think they're okay, but, you know, there's such deeper parts of life that need to be addressed, especially right now in our world with the Black Lives Matter movement, with the coronavirus happening, with all of these questions that we have as humans, like we're trying to figure it out, you know, we're trying to figure out, well, you know, how can we be be better people for humanity? How can we make this impact? And how can we shift humanity to make the space of unity, right? And this isn't spiritual bypassing. Like, unity, I believe, is possible. However, in order to get there, we need to deal with the mud. We need to sink our feet into that mud beneath us and get fucking dirty. Like, we need to be willing to do that because... 
when we do not acknowledge our pain and the suffering of others, we miss a huge important part of humanity. We can pretend like everything's fine and love and light and blah, blah, blah. And yes, like to an extent, but that's not everybody's lives. And I've never resonated with that. I think, you know, when coronavirus started happening, I was so upset. I was scared. I was angry. I was confused. You know, and I'm not going to say I'm fine because who could be fine right now? I mean, honestly, uh, I'm still scared. But what I thought about was my clients that were experiencing homelessness who are out on the streets, who are living in parking garages. Now, thankfully, where we're at, they provided hospitality. But even then, you know, people with addiction, people with severe mental health um, diagnoses are dealing with the situations that are happening around us and then dealing with their own trauma on top of that. And it's so easy to get back into the space of our wounded selves, like go back to old patterns. And, And I don't know, I just think, you know, the whole point of this earth life in this meat suit that we're in is not about us. I mean, it, it is kind of about us. It's about like, you know, our fucking mission and all those important things. But our mission is, is exactly the card I pulled, right? It's about this life purpose for the greater good. And what's your role in that? What is your role that you are going to take to create a space of unity? And creating a space of unity, just want to remind you that that does not mean, oh, everybody's so great and I just see, I just see everybody for their soul. And okay, like we cannot be doing that. That's, that's not okay right now or ever. We need to confront. We need to, yeah, we need to confront these, these painful experiences for the people dealing with them. And this is coming from me as a white woman. So I cannot understand what the black community is dealing with right now. People that are immigrants who are at these detention centers, you know, I don't know what that's like. And I cannot even begin to imagine that pain. I can talk about the pain that I've dealt with in my own life, but I know that that pain for me was really hard. The pain that I've dealt with and the pain that I feel from just even seeing images, right? And and I'm not the one there, but I I still feel it, not not to the extent of actually being that person, you know, but I want that to be a fuel for the fire and not not to just like, when I say fire, I mean like take action. From an Aquarian standpoint, it's it's about this revolution and about this new earth and about how we can come together as, not as one, but come together in spite of our differences, in spite of all the shit that we've said that was negative during Mer- Mercury retrograde because... 
been there, done that. Um, how can we come together as people, right? So I don't know. That's just kind of kind of what I was thinking today. Um, I wanted to share before I get off here, one of the crystals that I have been using, I actually got this yesterday, and it's called Infinite. And if you've not heard of it or used it, I highly, oh, I like goosebumps because I'm touching it right now, but it's like this beautiful green crystal. And when I was looking up the definition of what the healing is, is like, it's all about healing past trauma. And I think that's the space we're kind of in right now is healing our trauma, is healing our past wounds, healing so that we can move forward, you know, whatever that looks like. I don't, I don't know what that looks like, but my hope is that we can begin healing. And that's something that we really haven't been able to do, <clears throat> in my personal opinion. And then one last thing before I get off of here, I will be sharing at the end of everything ways that you can help advocate, create change for humanity. So one of the things that I think is super important is, it's called the NDND, N, NDN Collective. And right now, what they are doing is they are, oh, they like do so much. Um, but basically, with the Black Hills, um, I don't know if those of you have seen that. So they created a Black Hills bail fund. And I'm just looking this up because I want to make sure that I get like all of the information correct. But in Rapid City, South Dakota, um, they have the National Statue of Mount Rushmore, um, which actually is very is very hurtful towards our indigenous friends. Um, that land was stolen, and so the indigenous people, you know, did not want Trump to come and know, hold his events there and all that sort of stuff. So they went against it. They tried to block off the roads and a lot of people, the land defenders got arrested. So they have a legal defense fund to help support the land defenders and, um, and they're defending their sacred lands in the Black Hills. And yeah, it just said the land is stolen from them with the faces of the U.S. presidents carved into the mountain. Um, they were also white supremacists, which obviously includes systematic racism. <clears throat> and what they're asking for is to close Mount Rushmore as a national monument, return the land back to the Lakota people, end white supremacy and systematic racism, and with the funds, they will be helping with the criminal charges, travel funds, and resources for those that were attended, that attended the hearings and trials. And so I think it's very important that we support our indigenous friends who, 
you know, being a white woman, you know, my ancestors have stolen from them. And if you want more information about that, <clears throat> I will put the link in the notes, but it is bhlegalfund.org for all the information. <sighs> Sending you guys lots of love. Be the change. Create the change to help humanity move forward. <laughs>